Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, every time I turn my microwave on, all the electricity just cuts out. I don't know what's going on. I need an electrician. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> oh, my. Who's that? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm opening the door. Hello. Oh, hi there. It's uh, me, Bill. I'm uh, here to fix your electricity. Are you Ham from Toy Story? I might be. As well. Ah, cool. Uh, yeah, come, come, uh, come on in. Check out my microwave. I wasn't sure what accent I was going to use, but this is the one we're using now. It works. Uh, let, me just, uh, let me just take a look at these old things. These old houses, they uh, they ain't built how they used to, you know. Like, uh, look at this, look at this lamp. This lamp looks terrible. What? Dink, crash. That was my great grandmother's aunt uh, lamp. Ah, don't worry about it. If it can't survive a little dink, it probably wasn't very good to begin with. Ah, let's have a look at this old microwave. Ah, well, see, there's your problem right there. It's plugged into the wall. Wall's probably busted. Let me rip open that. The whole wall. Oh, there's a hole in my wall now. What's this? Yeah, look. Leads open to an interdimensional space right there. That's what's causing your electricity to fluctuate. What? Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those stranger things thingamabobs, you know? Stra- stranger things? Ah, yeah. It happens all the time. Go go kill a monster or something. I'll be right back. You what? Welcome to <laughs> you Goody. Right. Uh, it's It's the show where we do old movies, and sometimes they're weird and have the best characters in them. And sometimes they're last week, and they're so bad. <laughs> but whose fault was that, Sandro? That was my fault. My fault. Mm. That was your fault. Uh, yeah, we, we watch movies from 1987. Order they came out in. What's your name, Zach? My name's Zach. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think you gave it away a bit. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> My name is Sandro, and Mel's back. Hello. I'm back. Yay! Welcome. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Me, welcoming you guys to your own show. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> You see, it doesn't happen very often. Doesn't. I don't usually feel welcome. Sandro is just like, what's your fucking name, idiot? <laughs> Zach, what's your name, Zach? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now I feel so welcome. It's great. Only took 139 episodes to feel welcome on your own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Uh, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? What, I don't know. What was this fucking movie? Yeah, I'm going to wait for you to try explain this one. Um, <laughs> oh, it made perfect sense if you were just paying attention, Mal. Did you, did you understand the plot? Um, it, it was different. <laughs> I, like, I think I got the gist. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Because I didn't. I didn't know. Something what. about a skull. I think a skull yeah. was involved. Yeah, 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 you're right. I did definitely see a skull multiple times during this film. I think I started watching Jurassic Park halfway through, though. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> turned into a western. I was like, what, what's going on? I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was a little, little Nicolas Cage, uh, National Treasure. Uh, yeah, yeah. A <laughs> little bit of everything. Mixed bag. That's what you want from a movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, for just random shit Random shit everywhere. where you don't know what's happening. 
That's kind of my ideal movie. This is like the carnival mystery box of (laughs) movies. They just put random stuff in the box and it's like, it's the mystery box. And you're like, ooh, all right. You don't know what you're going to get. It's pretty amazing. If I were just to describe the genre, it would be a horror comedy western. (laughs) No, a horror comedy western adventure. Yeah, adventure. With dinosaurs and Aztecs and electricians. (laughs) That's not. That's not. That's not a genre. Hmm. I would say Jurassic Pl- Jurassic Park cross National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Was it supposed to be a horror though? Uh, well, the first one is. Oh, so. the first part was a little like. Yeah, I thought they were setting up a horror. Yeah, it didn't turn out to be horror. Not in the slightest. <laughs> no, this is a weird kids esque movie. It kind of reminds me of the Ice Pirates, Zach. It's that sort of film. Yeah, but no, but no, but like Ice Pirates had a coherence. Like this is what the movie is. You know, mm. this is what the plot is doing. It, it, it's like. Ice Pirates in its, like, wild, crazy bullshit going on. But, like, Ice Pirates intentionally was like, hey, this is the movie sort of thing. Like, they started off on that foot. Remember when the grandpa tried to kill the guy? That was how he was introduced, was he was in the grave. And then he and then he tried to kill his, his grandson. Yeah, but he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying, at that point, it was still a horror movie. It was the as soon as Grandpa took off the mask and it was like, oh hey, it's my grandkids! Wow, that's yeah. when the movie changed from a horror to whatever it is. As soon as they added that cute caterpillar dog, uh, <laughs> you lost me. The dogapillar. Ah, blip. Love that thing. That's my favorite part. I want to talk about that a lot. <laughs> like I want to get that tattooed on me because it was so cute. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Not really, but like that's a big commitment to a weird <laughs> film that no one remembers. <laughs> But the real question is, though, Mel, did you enjoy this one? I didn't not enjoy it. Oh, we got her, Zach. We finally yeah. got her. Uh, I didn't not enjoy it, but I was also like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, this is really... <laughs> That's fair. Like, I don't know what's happening the whole movie. I was like, I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> there's some... Like, there's a baby. He's fighting a baby pterodactyl. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this film was a little all over the place. Yeah. It was no trash pail or... What was it called? The Garbage Pail Kids, yeah. Garbage, yeah. <laughs> well, it was trash, all right? Let me tell you. So Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't anything like that. So mm. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Oh, wow. we finally we finally worn Mel down yeah, enough yeah. that she's enjoying this bad movie. I would really appreciate a movie that I genuinely like, but that's fine. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll take didn't hate with a passion. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. What did you think about this, Zach? You you obviously think it's a mess, but was it a good mess? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a good mess, but it might have been an enjoyable mess. Mm, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I certainly had... I started uh, asking questions of the movie, like, mm, is this really... And then, and then it just kept happening just random stuff that i didn't have an answer to any of my questions and my list of questions just started getting bigger and bigger to the point where i was like i have a feeling this movie might not answer anything (laughs) oh yeah there's a whole like plot line that i want to get to that they completely forget about halfway through the movie (laughs) this whole like character arc and stuff they just like ah never mind (laughs) Uh, this movie just, like, 
it it's the definition of uh, throwing shit at the wall. Yes. They just have this whole bunch of ideas, and instead of, you know, curating and cutting the bad ones and, you know, figuring out what works and going with that, nope, they just threw all of it together. Called it a movie. Exactly. Called it the best title I think we've ever had of a movie. What, House 2, the second story? It's a great title. <laughs> like, what? That is a fantastic <laughs> title. Whoever is came it? up with that is a goddamn... Yeah, because it's the second story, because it's the second story of the movie series. Oh, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look, smart. And then it's the second... It happens in the second story of the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. Yeah, witty. <laughs> Unlike the entirety of the film, I think the, <laughs> the title is more witty than it. I don't know if I enjoyed this more than all of you. I probably didn't because it's not very good, but uh, look. Okay, I have a Discord message to prove otherwise. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of enjoying it, is what you said. So, mm. Well, kind of enjoying it. It's very different to I love this. Whereas I message you saying, this is dot, 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 great, and you're like, you're enjoying it? And I was like, what, what, what? Did the dot dot dots yeah. give me away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because you weren't like actively sending me videos of yourself saying I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Which is an improvement. Yeah, that's true. An improvement. <laughs> we'll take it. But I did actually watch the first one because of uh, of reasons. I chose Garbage Pal Kids last week, so I was like, I'll take the uh, the annoyance off Zach to watch the first movie and watch it myself. Oh, thank you. And um. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty good. It was good. Pretty good. Yeah, what was it about? Was it a horror? Yep. Was the first movie a horror movie? The first one. Did it have anything to do with this movie? No, not. Well, they're... <laughs> Similar themes? They're written by the same person. Oh. <laughs> kind of. Okay. I just went Wait. rogue for the second one. <laughs> but, like, but like, I have so many questions, and I need the first one to answer all of them. Otherwise, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> well, the first one... It's about this guy, he's this writer, and he moves into this house that his aunt killed herself in. Nice. Is it the same house? No, it's a different house. Uh, what? Okay, what? What? It's a different house? Oh, you've lost me. <laughs> so he moves into what? this... He moves into this different house. What? Why? To write a series of memoirs about, about his time in the Vietnam War. But also at this house, years ago... Uh, his kid jumped into a swimming pool and went missing. What? What? And so he's walking around the house and he's seeing monsters and he's trying to find his kid and it's kind of like Lovecraftian. Okay. Like all the monsters kind of look like Lovecraft monsters. Oh. There's like weird stuff like he'll jump through a window into a void and like that's where his kid is or something like that. There's like portals to Vietnam. He's got a kind of face... PTSD, mm. literally. The whole film is basically about facing trauma and stuff. Oh. It's got some themes, which this film does not have. Like trauma was the monster? Kinda. Okay, were there actual monsters? There's a friend uh, that he had in Vietnam who he let get captured and tortured. And so that person has kind of come back as a zombie and is like chasing him around the house being like, hey, why didn't you kill me? Or something like that. You mm. know? Interesting. Freaky stuff. That sounds, that sounds pretty cool. It's good. I'm not going to lie. It's a good movie. It, it's well done. It's well made. Uh, it's not scary because mm. it's not really a horror until like half an hour in. And even then, it, it is more about him kind of facing trauma. Yeah, It's not yeah. really about the horror. It's not like a horror. It's more like a, a, an uncomfortable facing of yeah. human fears. Yeah, And it is meant to be a comedy, but it was never... 
overtly funny. There's one of the monsters that he faces has a very funny voice, and that was the only time when I actually like <laughs> properly laughed. Was that? I think this the, the sequel is way more of a comedy. But yeah, look, it was alright. I'd give it a goodie. It's it's, it's pretty good. First house. Not so bad. the connection the connection is that both houses teleport you to different places. They have portals. Yeah, that's the only connection. They're both set in weird mansion-esque houses, and they're written by the same guy. So, I have a list of questions, and that answers none of no. them. <laughs> so, they're not, they're not connected at all. It's two different stories. It's like an anthology thing. Yeah. Uh, right. what? But anyway, that's the first movie, but now we should get to House 2, the second story. Except, before we get to House 2, the second story, Zach, we signed a deal with ourselves, and we've got to plug our Patreon every single episode. <laughs> Uh, hey, so head over to Patreon slash, what was it? I can't uh, remember. Oldie Buddy Goodie? I don't know. Oldie Buddy Goodie? Who knows? We have a Patreon. It's linked in the description. You know, we pump out two bonus episodes every month. Sometimes even more. Sometimes we talk about multiple movies in the same episode. Oh. Like a certain uh, little battle we did for some very bloody, gory horror movies. Yes. Which just came out. That is up. And also, our review of Full Metal Jacket, the Stanley Kubrick classic, mm. is up there as well right now. Spoiler, it's a movie. Ooh. <laughs> and I think next we're doing the uh, Evil Dead series, where we're working our way through those. Oh, yeah. People voted for Evil Dead. Oh, boy. So we're going through all those. I'm I'm keen to watch those again. They're good movies. It's It's been a while since we've done good movies, so it'll be good. That's the link in the description. Oh, and also Mel's a Twitch streamer, but you already know that. <laughs> I'm a Twitch streamer. <laughs> how How are you in the sw- Twitches and the streams? Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Most of my plays. I stream horror games. <laughs> it's hard to tell what you've been playing recently because we record these in advance. So it's, it's like... Oh, weird indie horror games, yeah, which... Yeah. Oh, horrifying. Uh, great. But Resident Evil 2 as well. Yeah. It's good times. All right. So, Zach, you chose this. The other options, other movies that came out this week in 87. There's a wild bunch of them. There was The Fourth Protocol, uh, Cat and Mouse movie, Michael Caine, X-Spy. Uh, he's got to try and hide from Pierce Brosnan, KGB dude. I do like Michael Caine. That's probably going to be a Patreon episode. I think we might do that over there mm. at some point. That looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add it to the list. Hamburger Hill war movie about the Battle of Hamburger Hill during the Vietnam War. Looked alright. Matawan mm. about a cold strike miner in a West Virginia town. A bunch of miners go on strike there in the 20s. Uh, looks pretty interesting. Rosary murders. A uh, priest doesn't know what's what to do when a serial killer comes on over to the church and is like, I killed a bunch of priests and nuns, sir. Yeah, no, that's that's a great moral dilemma, <laughs> I have to say. And then you also had Slaughterhouse. Uh, the owner of a slaughterhouse is facing foreclosure, so he instructs his, um, to quote, obese and mentally disabled son to go on a killing spree. Oh, gosh. Yep, and that sounds like... <laughs> the quality of movie we usually do that sounds like a typical <laughs> wow that sounds i'm intrigued by that one to be honest really mm. surely surely you should you should have been warned by now that when we pick <laughs> that type of movie the garbage pail kids happen you know? triggered but house two the second story it was released august 28th the first film 
Just for a bit of context, cost three million, made twenty two, so uh, made quite a profit. Damn! It has fifty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so people don't mind it. Fifty seven percent. That's cool. All right. It sounds like a nice, like sort of surreal horror. It's good. Like more, more existential than anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you like Lovecraft, it's one hundred percent up your alley. Which I do. I do. So yeah, just like the first one, this has got a story by credit by Fred Decker, uh, who we've covered recently because he wrote and directed The Monster Squad. Mm, the Monster Squad. Yeah. What a great movie that you should definitely go check out that episode. It was a good episode. Yeah, he uh, he came up he came up with the story for both of these. I don't know if this was a story he just had lying around or if he specifically came up with this as a sequel idea. But I like the idea that it's an anthology series for, for the, the first two, at least, that are all kind of based off stories by one guy. That's a cool idea. Yeah, this definitely sounds like it might have been adapted for the sequel. <laughs> he had this idea of the skull, and they adapted the entire movie around it. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know? like, was there a crystal skull in in your movie, Sandro, in the first in one? In the first one? No. Nah. There's no MacGuffin. Yes. So I feel like the original idea came up with this MacGuffin that kept people alive and other things. And they were just like, okay, well, how do we involve a house in this? <laughs> yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> That's out of skull. <laughs> it's directed by Ethan Wiley, who uh, was a special effects and puppet uh, coordinator guy on Return of the Jedi and Gremlins. And then, then he came into directing movies after that. Uh, he also directed Children of the Corn 5. That's the only other recognisable name I could see. Which, after P- Police Academy, maybe that's the, the next long series we do, is all the Children of the Corn movies. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. The director also helped out on the soundtrack of Jason X, apparently. Jason X? You know, the Space Friday the 13th film? Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just thinking, is that the space one? That's the space one, yeah. There's a space one? Yeah, the space one's the best one. No, I don't know if that's a big call to say a space Friday the 13th is. (laughs) Okay, I don't know about that. I'm intrigued. You're intrigued? (laughs) Yeah, I'm intrigued to have a quick Google, but... It's 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 so brilliant, because they're like, oh, we're in space, we're, we can deal with one in- individual, and then he just murders them all in space. Jason Voorhees is in space. Yeah, he gets crying What all- in the hell? He just does his usual crap, <laughs> but in space. Why? And it's like, even the advanced humans can't stop him. It's, it's brilliant. It's so not, that's not necessary, but anyways. They, they, no, 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 because they, they scared him up, and he's like, well, they're clearly dead because their technology tells them he's dead but oh my god he's not dead he's alive (laughs) yeah look the friday the 13th franchise definitely took a dive at one particular (laughs) moment (laughs) gonna say it was the space one (laughs) it goes in directions maybe not down maybe it went up well it went to hell and then it went to space (laughs) yeah that's true yeah Number, is it the number five that's the comedy one that opens with, with the James Bond intro? I think that's when everything went downhill, but that one's really good. So. <laughs> oh my god, I've missed so many Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a as lot. it turns out. I, I, if anything, in this show, I have discovered that there's far more sequels to things that I have never heard of <laughs> up till now. That's the one thing that this podcast has brought me. All these sequels that no one's heard about because they're god-awful. They're really bad. They're really bad. Speaking of, let's move on to our movie that we're talking about. But this movie's not bad. Well, hang on. No, it's not. It's not. It's not good. (laughs) It's a lot better than a lot of stuff we've done. It's enjoyable, and as you're watching, you're always asking yourself, why do they make this? Which I think makes for a very fun (laughs) viewing experience. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's funny because that's the exact thought I had while watching this movie. <laughs> so why did they make this? For the cast, Jesse, our main character, is played by Aya Gross, who hasn't done too much else, but he was a series regular on the Ellen DeGeneres sitcom in the 90s. Okay, cool. He looked really familiar to me. I don't know why. Yeah. I think, um, he, I don't know, he reminded me of someone, but I don't know, the whole time I was like, you look familiar, but then I googled and I was like, I have no idea who you are. Also, Jonathan Stark plays his best friend Charlie, who wrote the Emmy award-winning episode of Ellen's sitcom when she comes out, so I guess there's a lot of connections to that sitcom. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) That's weird. Royal Dano plays Gramps, he's in heaps of westerns from the 50s onwards, also plays Abraham Lincoln, like, constantly. (laughs) Like in like Disneyland attractions and weird. Ah, that's um, cool. Things. He's the Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what a what a guy. That's 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 life goals right there. Playing <laughs> cowboys and Abraham Lincoln. That that sounds like the life. Wait, I, I, I want to find out how old he was when he was filming this. Yeah, <laughs> he was in his sixties. All right. Ah, that's cool. Not too bad. Good on him. Good on you, Gramps. Looks about a thousand, but anyways. Bill Mayer shows up in this as a slimy record label dude. He's like a comedian turned political commentator. <laughs> this is one of his earlier roles. And it's really weird seeing him in this because I was like, isn't that the dude from politics on the internet? Yes. What's he doing in this? I thought I'd recognised him. Yeah, he was definitely there for like two scenes so he could steal the guy's girlfriend. What a plot line. I want to get to that. When we get through the synopsis. Yeah, that was one of the questions I had. Speaking of the girlfriends, one of them is played by Amy Yasbeck, who uh, took over the role of the mermaid in Splash 2 Whoa. that we covered last year. There we go. We didn't cover Splash 2, but we no, covered the first Splash. No, but it has a connection. Sequels that no one remembers. Remember yeah. when you were talking about that just before? <laughs> yeah. So which girlfriend was this? I don't know. She's the main girl? I think she's the pop singer one. Oh, the pop singer. Okay, yeah, because I was about to say, the the pop singer one is the one I think of that sounds like the most mermaid. Yeah. Like imagining the mermaid from the first one. She reminded me of the mermaid from the first one. This isn't a very good uh, movie for female roles, specifically because there's a Playboy model in this, Devin DeVasquez, who plays a character who's literally just called the Virgin. <laughs> oh! That's a, that's a whole character. <laughs> oh! Is she, is she the one they rescued? Yeah, the Aztec sacrifice. Wow. I'm glad she has a character name and not just called the Virgin. That would be great. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> but I'm just saying... They could have been sacrificing a non-virgin. They could have. You know. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, they're Aztecs. They're from the old times. They're dumb. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) That's not what I was saying at all. I mean, the Aztecs weren't just sacrificing virgins. They didn't care what you were fucking. (laughs) They just wanted to kill you. Um, I'm just saying they didn't talk to her at any point. You know, they didn't communicate, so she could have just... I'm just saying. I'm just putting out a flaw in these white people logics, all right? You need to learn her name at least. Good Lord. That's true. Uh, John Ratzenberger is in this. He plays the electrician from that intro that we did. He's in a sitcom called Cheers. Also in, like, every Pixar movie, he's Ham and Toy Story, Mac and Cars, uh, heaps of classic stuff. He's in this. And I was like, oh, it's him. He's fantastic. 
And then also doing all the voice work for all the various animals and monsters is Frank Welker, uh, who was, of course, Sco- Scooby-Doo from 2002 onwards. He's Fred Jones. He's Curious George, bunch of Transformers, one of the most successful voice actors of all time. So it makes sense that he would show up in this. Uh, who was he playing? So he was the dead cowboy. He was the animals. He was, like, the dog caterpillar. He was all the dinosaurs. Oh. The dinosaurs didn't talk. Oh. Well, they made noises, though. No, but it squawked. <laughs> <laughs> what a roll. <laughs> I squawked in this movie. <laughs> All you needed to say was he played Blippy. Yeah. Best character ever. Hey, Mel, do you think people liked this when it came out? Uh, no. Yeah, you're right. Everyone hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, I wonder why. It's got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 42, which isn't as bad, but, you know. 8% though. A lot of critics were like, this is very different to the first one. Why is, yeah. why, why'd they make a kid's movie after making a film about PTSD? Yeah, that's really bizarre. That Honestly, there shouldn't have been a sequel. Nah, it should have just been its own thing. Yeah, it really should have just been its own thing. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't deserve that hate, though. Like, it's... It is watchable. It's way more watchable than a lot of stuff we've done. So yeah. yeah. It was like quirky weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were kind of intrigued by like what was gonna happen next because it was so like yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 enjoyable because there's just bizarre stuff that they keep throwing in, like, oh yeah. no, there's dinosaurs. Yeah. I was like, what fucking movie am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, there's Bill the Electrician. He's also an adventurer. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What? At least there weren't aliens at any random moment. That was a plus. True. Yeah. That was the the only thing that was missing. We've shifted from the aliens. Although it did have a crystal skull in it, so it could be aliens. We never know. Yeah. Could have been aliens all along. Uh, Just like the first movie, this cost $3 million. Mel, we'll start with you. What do you think it made? Uh, what did the first one make? The first one made 22. Okay, um, three, I'm going to say 12. Ooh. 12. Ooh. 12, yeah. Interesting, interesting. I want to say it made higher, which is probably a bad call, but I want to go 30. 30? 30? It made more than the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's got the clout from the first one. People wouldn't see it. And they're like, hey, this is, this is bad. Uh, yeah, that's a good theory, actually. Well, it made 10 million, so you're both wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, I was close. <laughs> yeah, Mel was way closer. She was pretty much right. Mel was very close. Damn, I win. There's a bunch of taglines before we jump into the synopsis. Oh, no. First one is... A whole new house with all new owners. Oh, yeah. God, that's bad. Not wrong. Not wrong, though. Yeah, but that means, like, wait, so is this connected to the first one? Would be the first thing I thought <laughs> reading that. And no, it's not. Not at all. That <laughs> makes me mad. The second tagline is, it's getting weirder. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't disagree with that one. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll give it that one. How about do? with a view. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's a bad one. Doom with a view? What does that mean? I don't know. That would be good if it was a horror film. I would have given those <laughs> a thumbs up because it's like, oh, okay, because the house is... The house is evil mm. in the first one, presumably. Nah. You know, it's like a horror... Well, it, no. 
but like it's like a horror house. Yeah. So you're you're doomed with a view. Yeah, like I can see it, but not for this film. It's not a horror film. Yeah, no. Thumbs down. This isn't a haunted house. It's a magical teleporting house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, fourth one is come over to my house, but don't come alone. <laughs> what? Oh god, that's seedy as fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> Is it going to be a threesome? What's, what's yeah, I kind of like it. It's super seedy. <laughs> I think that's, that doesn't help by the voice that Sandra uses. Don't come alone. I should change my tagline voice, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I like that one. And the final one is, and I've saved it for last because it's amazing. The final tagline is, Frightening strikes twice. No. No. (laughs) Great line, but it's not a horror film. It wasn't frightening. I mean, it was in a different sense, but... Yeah. (laughs) That's so annoying, because that's a great great tagline for a horror movie. Yeah. Which this one was definitely not. But also, it has nothing to do with lightning. Ah, big thumbs down. Big thumbs down. It's definitely getting weirder, though. I can tell you. This this is a very weird movie. And let's jump into the synopsis, explaining just how weird it is. Because it opens with some pretty cool music, actually. I thought the soundtrack for this entire film was really cool. There were, like, some multiple instruments in there. There was some wind instruments sometimes. There were some strings. I like the... The, the only problem I have with it is the start, it's still pretending to be a horror film. <laughs> because I was I was buckling my seat down for a horror movie and then it and then it got really fucking weird. That's true. I know. It was a very horror movie soundtrack at first. And the and the font too. Yeah, yeah. I like the the red font that we got, the very bold like that was a horror font, if ever I've seen one. And they had the the skull. Which I'm sure was important, because they put it in the opening credit. There's a skull. What's the skull doing? I still don't know, after the end of the movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. what the fuck did the skull do? We don't know. (laughs) But we get the intro, where we see this young uh, couple at this giant house that they can afford because they're white. (laughs) Yep. There's knocking on the door, some people show up and are like, we're taking your baby away. And they're like, alright, have a baby. Yeah. I'm so glad we got an explanation for this already. Yeah, I didn't get the context around that. I was like, it's nope. what's happening. <laughs> nope. The baby's the main character. Yep. Uh, I don't know why they went away. <laughs> yeah, but we still didn't get context. <laughs> so the, so we're literally two seconds into the movie and there's already a question that we never get an answer to. And it will just continue like this for the rest of the entire film. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why they're taking the baby. Maybe the baby was just the worst. Maybe. Does that makes sense. <laughs> Did you see the picture later on? It had demon eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> demon baby. <laughs> yeah, there was a picture, like a black and white picture, and the eyes just didn't come out, so it looked like this baby had these hollow black eyes, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's a cursed baby. But no, that wasn't a thing. Unfortunately, it was just a sad bunch of parents giving away their baby for no apparent reason whatsoever and then getting shot by an undead cowboy. Yeah, that's what happens. They get, they get shot. Yeah, it was a weird ten minutes. Ah, uh, yeah, but it was a class. Look, it may have been weird, but it was a classic opener to a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> it's like, ah, 
All right, so the parents are getting murdered. I'm sure we'll figure out why they gave away their son and uh, get some 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 details on the ca- dead cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did get details on the dead cowboy. A little least. bit, kind of. <laughs> so he could show up at the very end of the movie. Yes, the last two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last two <laughs> minutes. Like what? Oh, and we know that he wants something to do with the skull. Yeah. He says, "Where's the skull? Where's the skull? Where's the skull?" And I'm pretty sure the um the dude responds with I don't know where it is so maybe that's why they gave away the baby because of skull related reasons. <laughs> what? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense because the skull's buried in the backyard. Okay, this is another question. The kid um later on he's digging up the old photos and it's like, well, ancient blah blah blahs buried their dead with their treasure. Surely the cowboy would know that, right? You would think the partner, and so he would just go and dig up the grave himself. You know, he had 25 years to figure this out, where the skull was. And he didn't think, oh, let's 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 go check the grave. Maybe he buried it with him. You it's know? true. It's true. There was no logic in this movie. No. So. And no. also, our main character, Jesse, he's given... Mm-hmm. His parents give him away. He's raised, presumably, by a friend of the family? We don't know. We have no idea. We literally never see them ever in the film. So then how does he know about the history of the family if he wasn't raised by said family? <laughs> he he has an intimate knowledge of the things that happen in his family without ever having any explanation whatsoever throughout this film. True. That was another one of my many questions that didn't get answered because the sequel had nothing to do with the first movie. I was I was thinking, oh, maybe it makes sense because maybe he's in the first movie and he discovers all the nope. stuff or something. Nope. 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 But after the cowboy kills our main character's parents, we cut 25 years into the future. 25 years where he didn't think to check the grave. (laughs) Exactly. And we see our main character all grown up, Jesse, he's an adult now, and he lets out an Owen Wilson wow. (laughs) The first thing we hear from him. He's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It's big, isn't it? Mm. (laughs) Yes, he did say that. Oh. Mm. Mm. It's definitely not built to code, though. I don't know what that meant. I was like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. What do you mean built to code? <laughs> Safety codes? Style codes? What What do people mean when they say that? You're not a professional fucking... At no point does he go like, oh, it needs more of the, you know, like... Like it's not sturdy enough or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe he's he like, is a builder. We don't know. We don't see him do literally anything to do with that. He literally calls an electrician, you know? Yeah, he's not really handyman. He doesn't do any handyman work whatsoever throughout this entire film. I think he's meant to be a singer, right? Yeah. We never see it. He never does a song. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This This building's safe as fuck. I mean, look, the entire house is a portal to various times. Yeah, it's an ancient temple, so I don't know what code uh, he was referring to, but um, I was mad because the house looked pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, did you like how the house looked, Mel? Yeah, I liked it. It kind of reminded me of, like, um, 
some some sort of haunted house that you'd find at like Disneyland or something, mm. or like some sort of like roller coaster. You know, it looks like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a horror house. You know, yeah, like the House of Terrors or something at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of when I first saw it. It's like they've literally just gone to some place with a like a horror house and borrowed yeah. it for the for the set of this movie. Because even the inside looked like that too. I was like, I feel like I've been through this house before. Yeah. I'd like to live in one of those houses. I think that'd be a great time. A portal that takes you to Jurassic Park? The dream. No, that's not, that's not where <laughs> I was going with that. I meant, oh. like, for horror props and stuff, so the house still has some of the, the gizmos. You, like, pull a lever and a ghost springs out of a wall. <laughs> that'd be a bit of fun. Or something. I'd like to have some of those contraptions. I would also like a, a portal to the ancient times with the dinosaurs. That would be pretty good as well. That would be pretty I'll good. take that as well. You go back in time, save in random virgins before they're sacrificed. <laughs> the dreams. Make a life out of it. Or alternatively, uh, get a cool blip dog. Yeah! Get a little grub dog. I need that dog in my life. <laughs> the, the, that dog did look like it's probably carrying a couple diseases. Yeah, but it was still cute. Um, it loves beer as well. It just lives <laughs> off beer, so, you know, easy, easy to please, you know. My kind of dog, guys. Yeah. So Jesse, uh, he says, I was named after my great-great-grandfather and also my parents used to live here, but they died. And we're like, cool, you're the kid. Thanks for the exposition, Jesse. Then, yep. the day after he moves in with his partner, we, oh, we didn't really know the, the, what their relationship is, actually. Um, yeah, it's weird. I think she's also his manager. Definitely girlfriend. I know, I know, I know Charlie was the manager for the Madonna girl, whatever her name was. Yeah. And, and the whole thing is he's like an entrepreneur and all that. But she's the one who calls the record label dude. So I think maybe she does work for him. I I, I, I think know. she, she's a talent. Oh, might be a talent scout. True. Yeah. Talent scout or something. Also, I loved how um, they've moved into this brand new house and then their friend Charlie and his girlfriend just rock up unannounced and live there now. Like, drunk one night? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, drunk one night and then, like, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, whose birthday was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the guy's birthday. Uh, and it's like, he's reached 21, so he inherits the house or something. Was something they were trying to do. But it's 25 years later. <laughs> uh, or I guess he reached the fucking 26. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. That's when you inherit houses at 26. <laughs> yeah. Everyone I knows that. fucking know. If your parents die, you inherit their house when you turn 26. And no sooner and no later. Look, they didn't say that. And uh, now I feel dumb for this theory. <laughs> You're just making up the plot as we go. Because they don't <laughs> provide one. I need to make up a plot for this movie because there isn't one there. It was the 21st. Wait. Wait. No, it wasn't. I was just making shit up. I don't know what the fuck this movie's on about. It's definitely the guy's birthday because he's in a magazine for some reason. And that's never explained throughout the entire movie. Why was he in a magazine? Why did this guy gift him a framed thing of the magazine? He's like, oh, that's a cool birthday present. But I wrote down, that's a pretty shitty birthday. It is a pretty bad birthday present because I don't know if you know this, but if you show up in a magazine, you usually 
actually get free copies of that magazine. So Yeah, true. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down. He probably has copies of this magazine lying around. <laughs> Useless birthday friend. Like, Charlie is just the worst friend imaginable. Also, I love the running gag where they run into the, the like, post on the property. Everyone who drives up to this property breaks the exact same part of the like fence line there's this like stone structure that every car runs into and it's the exact same one that's just somehow reconstructed it every time yeah and it's a fantastic gag that even the cops at the very end run into it which i was like i was just not expecting that to be a running gag and i thought it was great that was pretty funny that was pretty funny anyway yeah so charlie is living with them now him and uh whatever his girlfriend's name is (laughs) Um, I I wrote down that they were the annoying couple that were going to die in this horror film, and that it wasn't a horror film and they never died. I was so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to die as well. Oh, I was so disappointed. Instead, what they do is Charlie and Jesse are like, oh, I th- I'm pretty sure there's a magical skull hidden somewhere in the cemetery that my great-great-grandfather <laughs> dug up, like, 170 years ago. Well, what the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so what do they do, Mel? Well, they go and they, they dig up the grave and old Gramps is there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But he has a mask on. Mm, he was very scary. <laughs> he was very scary. Yeah. But then he takes it off and he's really nice. I did like earlier how they set up. They're like, oh, the, there's this other skull or whatever the fuck. Why was there two skulls? Why did they mention that bit? Why? Um... why that didn't have anything to do. Why just not mentioned because they wanted anyway. to make you question different parts of the movie so that you would forget just how weird and unexplained certain sections are it was all just smoke and mirrors to make you think that it's totally normal that he was given away by his parents for no reason before they well, were there was murdered. a lot of smoke that they were trying to shove up our ass um, but <laughs> uh, the <laughs> That I did like how they he he said you know the skull grants you know immortality or whatever like he sets up that this is magical skull it's like it gives life so my immediate thought was when they were going to dig up Gramps that he could still be alive if there's magic skull and it did I like that little setup there I like how Gramps goes to choke out Jesse and then pulls a gun on him which I guess he's had on him this whole time. That gun wouldn't work. It would be rusted. That gun wouldn't work. No. Maybe magic skull powers. Did you think of that one? Magic skull gun. Everything remains immortal. (laughs) Also, I'm surprised you didn't shoot first. Because, like, what I'd be expecting is for um, other undead boy to come dig me up. Yeah. Although, I guess he thinks he's dead because he left him in a desert to die. And we get no explanation as to why he stayed alive. Yeah, so the backstory to the other cowboy is that Jesse, the guy known as Gramps, is all, he, his name is also mm. Jesse, we'll just call him Gramps. Grandpa, Gramps. He, found, uh, he, he found the skull with his best adventuring buddy Slim, but then Slim was like, I want the skull all to myself, and so Gramps left him in the desert to die. Yeah, shot him and left him in the desert to die, I and mean, we don't get an explanation as to how he lived, or became an undead uh, evil zombie dude. Or how his body came to the house. Yep. Or why he didn't dig up the grave, because he lived in that time where they, uh, you know, buried people with their treasures and all that, so he would know that's a tradition. Uh, but also... He's probably confused because he's like, hey, Gramps, why the fuck did you bury yourself? 
that literally makes no sense. And we'd never get an explanation as to why he buried himself. I just realised, um, slight connection t- to the first one, maybe. In the family photo, oh, yeah? we see Gramps next to, who I'm guessing is his wife. And his wife looks very similar to the aunt who kills herself in the first field. Oh. But the timeline doesn't add up if that's the case. <laughs> so, I don't know. A link. Maybe maybe it's a distant relative, you know? Maybe, maybe. But also, wh- why did Gramps bury himself? Can anybody explain this to me? Mel, why did Gramps bury himself? I don't actually know. No. <laughs> oh, I was really hoping you could just make something up there to make me feel better. <laughs> like uh, This movie didn't make sense. <laughs> no, it didn't make a lick of fucking sense. <laughs> Projecting the skull makes sense, I guess. No, it doesn't, because later on, they just put it on the altar and are like, we can protect it now from here. And it's like, well, what? No, no, they can't. It keeps getting taken. <laughs> they keep leaving it on the altar, and then, like, two seconds later, another four steals it. Oh, my God. I greatly love the line where Grandpa's like, oh, wait, I won't kill you because we're related. I've been waiting over 70 years for some jackass to come and dig me up. Oh, okay, so then why did you attack the first person who dug you up? Yeah! Gramps, have you been waiting for this for years? No logic. It's so dumb. Also, (laughs) all these movies have people digging up coffins, but people are buried, like, you know, ten feet under. Yeah, that's why we always have a scene where they're very tired, but they're just a couple digs away from it. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that trope. Because, like... Ten feet! That would take days to dig up. Especially with just a little shovel. Mm. Yeah! I like to think as well that Charlie, who was like, I'm done digging up this grave, that was Mel watching this movie. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but then he just he just magically was right there at that, that moment, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is, we've got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I really loved when, when Jesse was done and he found the coffin. There was just a scene with Charlie lying next to the, the, the grave and... The, and Jesse's head just slowly raised up from the grave. <laughs> and he just like... yoinks him. Like, we're, come on, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. It's Charlie, we got it. <laughs> Grabs him and just yanks him down. That was great. That yeah. was a great scene. Yeah, I liked that scene. This is, this is the thing with this movie. It makes no fucking sense. And it's just all over the show. And then it'll occasionally be scenes that make me laugh. <laughs> that, that's all you could ask for, really. That's all you need. That's all you want. No, I want explanations. What the <laughs> fuck is happening in this film? So this is where the movie stops being a horror film. Because they've got Gramps down in the basement. He's like, I want to go out in the town, but also I look ugly. I'm going to have a cry. I'm, 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 I'm all old and wrinkly. Called himself an old lizard. Yeah. How, how does he only realise just then that he looks old? Yeah, he thinks he's young because he's like ready for a night out and then he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You're old. <laughs> what, in what world did you think you looked young? Like... At any point, he could have looked at his hand, but in this moment, he looks at his hand and goes, oh, like, what did he think he looked like? You're full of whiskers, bruh. I have a beard. It's quite obvious I can feel my face with my beard. Like, that's a thing you feel on your face. Like, you would feel that you're not young. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel like maybe he, maybe he doesn't feel anything at this point. I mean, he's 170. He's, he's probably lost all feeling in everything. You know how taste buds, they get worse over age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just your whole skin gets like that. But literally everything. Your whole body. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel anything anymore. Poor Gramps. 
poor Gramps. I did feel a bit sad for him when he started crying. I was like, oh. Oh, poor Gramps, yeah. But also, he's from the old Western times, who's probably a very bad person, just in terms of morals and everything. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally a bandit. <laughs> that was his backstory, was he was a bandit and he robbed people and the movie was like, ha ha, oh, silly old Gramps. He used to steal property from others. Ha ha ha. He used to rob the banks. What a scamp. He shot people, you know. He shot his partner. Naughty Gramps. Oh, silly old Gramps. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He left him for dead in the desert. But oh, he's a silly old Gramps. I was completely expecting Slim to turn out to be the good guy at the end and they have to kill Gramps because he was this evil. Like... Oh, that would have been a sick twist. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. You should write these movies. Oh, Redo them. Thanks. Literally anyone should write <laughs> Someone should write this movie when they decided to make it. What about the scene where Charlie and Gramps go for a joyride? <laughs> this is what this is my note. This is what I this is what I wrote. The real horror is grandpa driving. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Why is he driving? Was he drinking or was it just Charlie that was drinking? No, they were both very much drinking. So not only is Gramps from, you know, 170 years ago, so he has no idea how to drive a car. He's also drunk. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's the 80s. Everyone was drinking and driving. You didn't need seatbelts. It was fine back then. Yeah, that... That, that, that bit's fine, but also, how does he know how to drive a car? Yeah, he wouldn't even... No, yeah. well, because he... Right, well, because, right, he he was a cowboy, right? Uh-huh. So he's ridden a horse. <laughs> yeah. So he knows how to drive a car. Uh-huh. He has ridden a horse, and then he was locked away in a coffin for 170 years. Uh-huh. And now he knows how to drive a car. It, it makes perfect logical sense. <laughs> you know what? Now that you've explained it, it makes total sense to me. I'm so sorry for questioning the logic. Of this yeah, movie. How you? Continue on with your funny driving game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really understand why they did. They just go out for a fun time. I didn't really get the context. Yeah, they got drunk. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's what we see them. And then they crash again into that same pose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the running gag. It's great. <laughs> oh, I quite liked the moment where Grandpa was like, "Wow, the stars have really faded." Yeah, <laughs> and Charlie's like, "Yeah, pollution." I was like, "Oh, cool. That's good. Smart." That that was the one bit in this film that felt somewhat intelligent <laughs> that the stars would fade yeah. like this film could have been spa- smart but they just didn't there's nothing wrong with a not smart movie though right not smart movies are great they're good fun but also it needs to be co- well no if this movie tried to be coherent I think it would be infinitely worse yeah yeah but also like why why is it a sequel why did they try and make it a horror why why? Well, it's not a horror at all from this point out. Zero horror elements. But Mel, do you think you preferred it that it wasn't trying to be a horror? Because I know that's why you didn't like the gate, was that it was trying to be scary and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't call this horror at all. So it was more just like weird adventure. Mm. So I kind of do prefer it because it made more sense that it wasn't horror, you know? Mm. Uh, Charlie's girlfriend is the Madonna of the 80s, which was a quote, even though Madonna is from the 80s. I, I thought that was a pretty funny line. No, that was great. That was one of the lines. He was like, I thought Madonna was the yeah. Madonna of the 80s. Yeah, exactly. That was great. That was a great line. So they invite this record label dude over. Um, he meets the two girlfriends. That he's, he's like super touchy-feely with this guy's girlfriend, and they go off to have a fun time together. 
and then a Halloween party just starts. Just starts. Because Charlie is a fucking dick. He's the worst. <laughs> Invited an entire party over and didn't tell his friend. Not only has he shown up at his friend's house, you know, just crashed at his house... But then he's invited more people over. Charlie is a bad friend. Oh, he's the I worst. would tell him that and I would kick him out. Charlie's the worst. He also gives his friend, uh, uh, later on, he gives his friend a gun and tells him, like, the guy makes a joke, oh, does this thing just light cigarettes? And he's like, no, it shoots bullets, it's a gun. And then it's, <laughs> no, it's a lighter. He <laughs> lied to him. Which could have caused his friend to die. Charlie's a shit friend. <laughs> It's like, why Why couldn't this be a horror just enough for him to die? Come yeah. On. <laughs> Don't disagree there. I was so disappointed. But it is a horror because Rochelle's at the party and Rochelle's like, oh, Jess, we need to become a thing. We used to back in the day, apparently. I don't know who this character is. She full on made out with him. Yep. And the talent manager, whatever his face is, spots them and then blabs to his girlfriend. <laughs> and this is a storyline that goes nowhere because later on in the movie, we'll just get it out of the way now. Yeah. Later on in the in the movie, the talent guy confronts Jesse yep. with all the girlfriends and is like, hey, you're cheating on her. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then they leave. <laughs> yep. They all hop in his car and they leave and we never see any of them ever again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Why were these characters established at the start of the film if they're just like, going to leave? Like, what is the point? Like, what is the point of bringing yeah. her in in the first place? So, we're back at uh, the party. Gramps starts dancing with one of the girls. Oh, yeah. Because, right. you know, Gramps looks... It's a Halloween party, so it's all right. So he fits in. He looks like he's meant to look like that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, a caveman shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A big, like, solid, oiled-up caveman. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, they say he's from the Stone Age, but I wrote down uh, only if the Stone Age is the name of the wrestling ring he comes from. <laughs> it was like, what's it called? I, I don't know, WWE. Yeah, 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 yeah WWE. <laughs> he was, he was, <laughs> they literally just grabbed a guy from a wrestling ring and put him in. He's a caveman. That's what it looked it's like. In the movie. So he pushes over Gramps, he steals the skull. He just walks up. Pushes over cramps and steals the skull. It was that easy. And then he walks into this random room in the house that just teleports you to random places. Yeah, the one that had the all the leaves and shit in it, right? And the horse. Yeah, the horse. That's so weird. This house is just the TARDIS. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, they go they go into the jungle room, guns blazing. Yeah, they go to investigate, don't they? Yeah, because without the skull in the modern times, Gramps is dying. And they're like, we got to save this old man who really should die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so Charlie's packing heat. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got an, an Uzi for no fucking reason. <laughs> Machine gun. <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. Where did he get that from? <laughs> uh, the car, apparently. He just had one. <laughs> then they go through the, the jungle. And we see a dinosaur. It's weird. They like start out in this like just ivy filled room, but then it goes like deep into like Jurassic Park. I was like, I'm watching Jurassic Park now. Yeah. There was a Brachiosaurus, Brachiosaurus, Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. (laughs) In the backyard. They find the campsite of the uh, WWE wrestler that stole the the (laughs) skull. And they're like, oh, he must be off, uh, you know, doing wrestling stuff, oiling up or something. Quick, let's grab the skull. And then he shows up. Wow. Just as they show up. He's there. But 
But uh, first, first the guy tries to shoot him. Jesse tries to shoot him with the lighter, and he's like, "Oh, thanks, Charlie." And then Charlie fails to be useful whatsoever. Charlie has a Uzi. Charlie shit. <laughs> fails to take out one muscly wrestler. Like, come on, man. The guy's enormous. The guy takes up half the screen. <laughs> How have you not shot him yet? Uh, but he fails, and then he pulls out a knife. And then the caveman just pulls out a larger knife. Now, now, what, didn't he say this is very specifically the Stone Age? Don't question anything. <laughs> the age of which they have only stone tools. Got a nice shiny knife. <laughs> he stole it from the house. He, he took it from the house. I see. Yes, he took the knife from the house. I'm glad they explained that. Also, if he's from the Stone Age, when Jesse lights up his cigarette lighter, wouldn't he be like... Oh, fire, the gods, let me pray to the fire. Because that's a caveman thing. Yeah, but that would be... The movie would have to have logic for that, and it doesn't. Oh, you have beaten my point there. (laughs) You're right. Anyway, Charlie gets saved by a fucking dinosaur. (laughs) Is is that a dinosaur? Uh, apparently. (laughs) Something comes to eat the caveman. It's like this weird, creepy... It was a bit scary. It was a little bit. Giant slug monster thing. I think that's what a grown-up blip looks like. Oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sad now. I don't want to think about that. No, no. That's brilliant, because later on, Blip is going to get real big, and they're going to be <laughs> no. like, oh, oh no, what have we done? <laughs> he's so cute. No, but he's he's going to be a friendly. Friendly, scary giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be like Clifford. Oh, no. You know, mm. he's just going to get slightly bigger, and they're going to be like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> this, thing, this thing's getting a lot bigger than we thought. <laughs> oh, dear. So Caveman dies. Yes. Let it be known, if this random slug monster hadn't eaten the caveman, that's where the movie ends. I'm fine with that. I would be no, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. They would have both died to this caveman, and that would have been end. They literally are the most incompetent protectors of the skull imaginable. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad at protecting it. My point is proven when he's like, yay, we got the skull back. Let me hold it up in the air. <laughs> Next minute, I laughed at this part. <laughs> and then a good old pterodactyl swoops in. Pterodactyl? pterodactyl. Yeah, it's a pterodactyl. That's how um... it's spelled. Are you going to question that? <laughs> yeah, That's no. how it's spelled. It's a pterodactyl. Go with it. That's fine. <laughs> That's that's what it's called. Is is there a problem with that? It's my favorite, a... my favorite dinosaur. But anyways, I love pterodactyls. <laughs> yep, they're the best. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> Good old pterodactyl swoops down, steals the uh, steals the skull, swoops it to the nest, and drops it down for its 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 lovely little, little baby pterodactyls to enjoy. I think it thinks it's like another egg or something. Yeah. Like... yeah, or just does that thing that birds do, which is grab shiny stuff. Grab shit, and f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or be just a general dick. Maybe it was yep. like, hey, that guy looks like he's having a good day. Fuck him. I'm going to take his shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Classic pterodactyl time. So they're like, oh, man, we got to climb this tree. It's so bad. <laughs> This is my favourite scene. Yeah? It's where he wrestles with the baby pterodactyl. <laughs> no, it was so cute. It's my favourite scene. It's so cute. And it tries to, like, nip at him. 
these little like bites. I'm like, that's so cute. <laughs> I like how there's a, a deadly creature in the undergrowth about to kill Charlie. I was like, yes, Charlie gets to die. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, while he's wrestling with the baby Peridacal. Oh, God. <laughs> Peridacal? Yeah, Peridacal. I believe that's what it's called. Yes. God damn it. While Jesse's wrestling with him, we hear this <laughs> sound. <laughs> As this tiny thing is creeping. <laughs> Spot on. He's a sneaky boy. He's very stealthy because Charlie looks around and he stops moving as Charlie looks around. <laughs> Some weird noises. It's great. <laughs> Immediately though, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be an- another cute creature. This is not. This is not a deadly thing at all." <laughs> yeah, of course. I was. I was. I was crossing my fingers, hoping Charlie would die. <laughs> He grabs the skull. Yeah. He grabs the skull off the thing. But he falls back. Oh, no. Falls. And then he says, Charlie, catch me. I was like, Charlie's going to get squished. (laughs) I was like, that's very high. I was like, please, Charlie, try and catch him. Not that he misses. He just doesn't land anywhere near Charlie. No. And then they fall into the basement. (laughs) (laughs) They fall into the ground of the jungle and then just crash down into the basement. What? (laughs) What? Nothing makes sense. No. (laughs) But there's a cute thing with them. Yeah. Oh, no. Charlie's getting this leg eaten. (laughs) By this cute caterpillar dog. (laughs) Yay, caterpillar dog. It's Blip. It's my favourite character. It was the only good thing about this movie. You said you liked the baby Peridacal. Okay, I liked that too, but the Blip was the cutest thing. Yeah. I liked Bill as well. Bill was my favourite character. <laughs> Bill was pretty funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to Bill. So the baby Pterodactyl... Oh, I said it right. No, it's a Peridactyl. The baby Peridacal. <laughs> Peridaxhal? Yeah, Peridaxhal. Peridaxhal. Peri the platypus. Oh, wow, we've moved to a different <laughs> animal now. <laughs> Perry the platypus pulls down the pants of Hal from 2001. Oh my god. Perry Dax Hal. You're doing pterodactyls dirty. They're a great, great dinosaur. I think we're doing everything dirty. <laughs> so the pterodactyl runs off with the skull and they're like, oh no, better chase after it. Also, Blip's there. Blip's being cute. And Grandpa's like, get me a beer. Don't forget the beer. Grandpa just wants a drink, wants to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he asked for a beer earlier and they didn't get him one. So he's like, don't forget the beer. Uh, no, <laughs> you know? you got to give me I, like, I love it that he just he just wants a beer, you know? It's all he wants. Well, he's just dying. He's just lying down in this seat constantly in a state between, oh, finally, the skull's back. Oh, no, it's being taken. I'm dying again. <laughs> so, yeah, got back and forth. So they chase the little Peridacal around the place and, um, and mm. eventually they exchange some steak for the skull. <laughs> I loved how they give the peridacal. Um, why are we sticking with that pronunciation? Um, I don't know. You're the only one. <laughs> you you could have easily <laughs> solved this problem by just pronouncing it correctly. They give the pterodactyl a um, slab of steak and it eats it, but it wants more. Mm. And Jesse's like, sorry, don't have any more. And then the pterodactyl does the cutest angry face I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so cute. I really enjoy... I love the cute little... ...that they added those characters. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely better than the rest of the cast, aside from Bill. <laughs> Literally. All of them, yeah. What about the moment, though, where Gramps is feeding Blip beer <laughs> out of a baby milk bottle? <laughs> 
Yes! Yes! This was a high quality scene. Because because he's from 170 years ago. They probably gave beer to everything. They were like, oh, hey, a dog, let's give it some beer. Oh, hey, a horse, let's give it some beer. Oh, hey, a baby, let's give it some beer. There's a lot of things that don't really... Because, like, beer from the Western times was not lager, I don't think. No, which is no, what he's drinking. It was, like, it was something completely different. So it's kind of amazing that Grandpa's totally fine with this well, very different... Yeah, but also, um, it probably just, like, a thing that they did, because back in the day, they also drank beer because it was usually more safe than the water. Yes. Because water was uh, usually contaminated and stuff, whereas beer's been fermented and distilled and all that. So it's usually safer to drink, so they drink that, and then, well... I feel like it's not safer for the blip. It, uh, well, we don't know. We don't know the anatomy of blip. <laughs> That's true. I doubt that blip's internal system can handle agriculture, seeing it's from the Stone Age, but, you know, good luck, blip. Maybe blip dies and we just don't know. That makes <laughs> <Yeah>. me sad. <laughs> oh, wait, no, going by my theory, he's def- blip's definitely a meat eater because the, the older blip eats the caveman. Yeah, and blip, little blip was trying to eat Charlie's leg. Yeah. That is true, so he's definitely a carnivore, so that's probably not going to go well in blip's system. Oh, my cute. The short answer is, beer is bad for dogs. There we go. <laughs> Who could have thunk it? Dogs shouldn't drink beer. Even a little alcohol of any kind could cause alcohol poisoning for your favourite canine. But here's the thing, but here's the thing, right? Like, dogs, they're really sensitive now, you know, 21st yeah. century. All, oh, all animals, oh, they're so sensitive. Oh, well, they go on to PC gone mad. Back in the Stone Age, oh, there were some real dogs back in the Stone Age, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't lightweights. They weren't lightweights. They, they weren't snowflakes, those... those yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this bit? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Where are you going with this? <laughs> so Blip, Blips gets a hearty serving of beer. We spent so long on this dumb scene. <laughs> yeah. And Gramps is having a great old time with Blip. It's a, it's a lovely scene. But then, Mel, what comes out of the fireplace? Oh, God. Is this, is this the Aztec scene? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, those like, yeah, I guess they're just Aztecs, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They've got masks on and it's weird. I, I didn't understand any of this part. I mean, I didn't understand the whole thing, but I was like, I'm unsure what's happening. Uh, well, technically, they're, I don't, they're not necessarily Aztecs because they're from another dimension, so they could be anything. They are from another dimension, that is canon. I just, uh, don't worry, I'm keeping a close eye on the, the, the lore of this movie. So they could actually be any ancient civilization. Yeah. But um, they do just randomly pop out of the fireplace after Gramps pulls out a gun points it at the fireplace and blips there. Ah, oh, silly old blip. Aww. Nearly got shot by cramps. Oh, that would have been sad. I would probably cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were already crying because it was a bad movie, but then you'd be crying because... Of... Yeah, true. That's pretty upset, the whole movie, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, but then it's just they pop out of the fireplace and beat the shit out of cramps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> They beat up Gramps, they steal the skull, and then we get this scene where Blip is crying over the unconscious body of Gramps, and it's really sad, but it's so obvious that Blip is like this hand puppet, because at that moment, (laughs) he's like longer than he was in other scenes. Don't you say that. He's a real thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just the effect of beer on his system, you know? His stomach was all gurgling and (laughs) stretching, you know? 
By the way, by the way, Jesse's gone to sleep at this point. So next morning, he finds Gramp on the ground. <laughs> That's right, poor Gramps. <laughs> in the morning, he finds Gramp on the ground. And Gramps like, yep, you got to get the skull back. But while he's trying to do that, and random electrician shows up. Did they call the electrician? Yes, the, the girlfriend who is now left, by the right. way, called up the electrician because there's a light switch that wouldn't work. That's right, yeah. And so Bill's like, oh, yeah. Love the, these old houses, always having some troubles. You just got to show them who's boss. But he just said the light switch didn't work. Nope. He's got to show the whole house who's boss. <laughs> he's got to knock over a few lamps. It's like, ah, don't worry, it didn't look too valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it doesn't survive, a little tink with my hammer, it wasn't built to last. Better off without it. Yeah, yeah. As he smashes a light bulb. <laughs> Just he just goes through like a hurricane, destroying things in this house. Is this when he pulls apart the wall? Yeah, yeah. It's so obvious that like he's just on a different caliber to everyone else in the movie as well. He's like this famous cameo. Of this guy. <laughs> That's exactly. He's just like he, not only was his acting like just a level above everyone else's, but he's just this wild character that's just like very calm and concise about everything that's just happening. Yeah, it's very hard. for for me to not picture Ham from Toy Story, though, whenever I see him in anything. His voice is just too iconic. It's good. It is fantastic. He finds, I think, something sticking out of the wall, and then he starts, like, pulling it, and then he he shreds the whole wall. <laughs> I'm like, what, Bill, what are you doing? <laughs> he's an electrician. He knows what he's doing. Just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he starts off by accidentally ripping a part of the wall, and he's just like, well. Well, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. It just shreds the whole wall. I was like, wow, you're not very good at your job, Bill. I'm just saying. He's just trying to figure out the problem. Oh, well, the thing is, though, his job description is electrician and adventurer. So he's good at part of that job. Yeah, that's fair then. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's a really good adventurer because he rips off this wall and he finds the, you know, the interdimensional portal to another universe. So, you know. So he did his job. Yeah, he did his job. That's a that's an interdimensional portal to another dimension right there. <laughs> that's what's causing the electricity to go wrong. I love that line. Yeah, he's like, well, that's the problem. Looks like you've got a sort of uh, alternate universe in here or universe. something. Universe, yeah. yeah. That's what's messing up your power. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. <laughs> Don't know why I'm Australian now, but I am. Yeah, I was like, when do we go to, like, Dundee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Charlie and Jesse uh, gear up to go in. Um, to get the skull, and uh, Bill's like, oh, I'll uh, join you. Uh, let me just go get my sword that I just have on me. <laughs> this movie's so dumb. At this point in the movie, I was just going along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, true. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't questioning. I was like, holy shit, Bill is the best character that's ever existed. <laughs> and not only that, he also puts down a bit of string. To go along as they're running through. That's right. He's smart. He's, yeah, adventurer. Yeah. That's his main title, not electrician. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not a great electrician, (laughs) but great adventurer. He knows what he's doing. Anyway, they go in, they see uh, these Aztecs are about to sacrifice a character known only as the Virgin, and so they go in fighting. They're swinging swords, they're swinging on ropes. It's it's literally just turned into a random 40s adventure movie. Yep. So, but the set is so bad. Bill Bill's having a good sword fight. 
Somehow Charlie's good at sword fighting for some reason. Because they choreographed the scene the day before, and then they went and they shot the scene, <laughs> ah, and now they know how to fight. I see. Yeah, I see. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I didn't. I missed that part in the film where they explained literally anything. I don't know why I got like mummy vibes from this. I don't know. It is very mummy, right? I was a big fan. Big fan. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> I'm a big fan of the mummy. Oh, I love the mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more mummy vibes, the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole movie is very Indiana Jones. It is. Mm. Indiana and National Treasure is what I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just going to keep bringing up National Treasure. I love that movie. <laughs> Can we watch that? <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> if I keep saying it enough. I knew it. I knew you were just, you were ju- you were trying to do subtle messaging. You just <laughs> added in whenever you could. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, National Treasure is a good one. When they come out, uh, uh, 2004, we're probably not going to be able to do that next year, 2004. We can just watch it together. What? Absolutely. What? Illegal. Wait, hang on, hang on. Did you just say watch a movie without record? Without yeah. having to then... T- what is this... What is this concept that you've brought up? Absolute bullshit. Watching movies for fun? What? No? Okay. No. What? That's not why people watch movies, Mel. <laughs> I certainly don't watch movies for fun anymore. It's pure fucking torture. That's what I'm telling you. Big <laughs> Aren't you glad, Mel, that you bought a fancy TV and a soundbar and a subwoofer just to watch this? Shit house movies <laughs> Yes. It looks so much better in full H Sony Bravia D. Yeah. Hey, you should tell the subwoofer story. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't know subwoofers were bass only, okay? And I couldn't figure out why my subwoofer wasn't fucking working. And I got my friend up at 2am in the cold. And I said, it's not working. There's no sound coming out. And he goes, what do you mean there's no sound? There shouldn't be sound. It should be bass. And I put my ear to it and I was like, oh, there's bass. Okay. I thought it produced sound. <laughs> I thought it was like an extra bit of sound, but no. Anyways, <laughs> I don't have a brain, so that's why. <laughs> to be fair, it was 2am, so yeah. Yeah, it turns out it's a great subwoofer and it does produce great bass. Oh, so. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no extra sound. <laughs> no. That's the subwoofer story. I'm so glad that I shared that with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes. I'm glad everyone knows that now as well. <laughs> so, they save the, the virgin lady. Yes. And take her back to the house. She lives with him now. She doesn't talk. Um, yeah, because she's from a different universe. Not only is she from a different culture, she's from a different universe. So there's no way she speaks English. If she spoke English, I was going to get very mad in this film. <laughs> but she but does cook a good old home style meal. That is good. That is good. But I'd just like to mention, one, they used the string that Bill used before to get out because they don't remember. And Bill's like, just follow the string. Then Bill randomly teleports. Which is like, what the fuck? How did he do that? I don't know. What is this character? And then he hands over his card and it's like, Bill, electrician and adventurer. And he leaves. And that's it. That's him. That's him for Bill. He's out. Best character of the film. (laughs) So the virgin's in the kitchen. She's cooking a grand old meal for everyone. Everyone's at the table eating this meal. It looked looked like a nice meal. This is a nice scene with everyone. You kind of thought it was over. Mm. They They say grace... Jesse's Jesse's like, I really feel that you guys are my family. And I was like, what? Well, no, hang on. One of them literally is your family. That's fair. That's fair. One of them is your great-great-grandfather. The other one is your friend that you've known since high school. So fair enough. You've known them for ages. Fair enough. 
the other is a dog caterpillar. So, sure. <laughs> Which is fair. It's Blip. He's family now. He's family now. That's a dog. You can adopt a dog. That's He's part of the family. That makes sense. The other is a baby pterodactyl. Look, you got off on the wrong foot, but it's cute. So, fair enough. It's part of the family. No, no. The other is a random virgin girl from an alternate universe whose name you don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know her name, do we? No. No. I guess they're adopting the bird, which makes sense. So I guess it's just that random lady, which to be fair, she doesn't know what he's saying. So (laughs) I guess it doesn't really matter. Anyway, they're about to eat the food when, oh no, the cowboy from the start of the movie, Slim, bursts out of the salad. Yeah, Yeah, he did burst out of the salad, didn't he? I was like, where did he come from? I can't know I remember now. It was out of the food. This this salad, this salad, pretty bad, you know, pretty sure zombie cowboys from 170 years ago don't count as vegetables. Exactly. Just saying. It's a pretty bad salad. Uh, He takes the skull, he kidnaps Charlie and the woman uh, takes him to the Old West world. Oh, he shoots Grant. He shoots Gramps, Sandra. And he shoots Gramps, yeah. That's kind of the main thing, is Grandpa <laughs> gets shot. The skull's in his stomach. Doesn't he, like, take it out from his ribs or something? He he grabs it, and then later on he, he, he uh, supposedly puts it in his stomach, and then later on, for no reason whatsoever, this is at the end scene, I'm skipping ahead a bit, he disarms Jesse just so he can show off the fact that he has the skull... Which he pulls out of his stomach, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, he kidnaps them. Grandpa's dying, so Grandpa's like, hey, here's my gun. Go shoot him, Jesse, even though you've never used a gun before. So Jesse heads off to the Wild West section of Movie World in Queensland. (laughs) We get a pretty cool kind of showdown. The Western soundtrack for this whole section is amazing. So Mm. Also, I like how Slim has slasher villain like teleporting powers he just kind of teleports (laughs) around corners and stuff it's good well he has the skull so he's allowed to do magic stuff they somehow end up back in the house still shooting at each other i love how uh, slim doesn't even like shoot him at first he just waits for for jesse to miss twice before he even takes a shot which I thought was very funny. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but Jesse, like, has ample opportunity, not only to shoot once and miss, but to, like, aim again, shoot twice and miss again. Yeah, he, he needs some shooting lessons, that's for sure. Yeah, mm. Jesse fucked up. <laughs> Maybe if Charlie had given him a real gun before, he would have gotten some practice. He would have had some, yeah. This is all Charlie's fault. So all of the gunfire uh, in the West World and then in the house has drawn the attention of the police. Ooh. And they surround the house. They hit They hit the same post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the cops are like... Come out with your hands up. You're surrounded. And Jesse's like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not doing that. But yeah, no, he, he does a commando roll, shotguns the bad guy's head off. That was cool. The head explodes. Yeah, the head the head looked pretty cool. I love to do exploding. And then the cops are like, come out with your hands up. But before he does that, he goes to Gramps and gives Gramps the skull and says goodbye to Gramps. And Gramps is like, ah... Thank you for the skull, but it's not working. It's not working. (laughs) It's failing. (laughs) I've got to move on. Is this when they're in the bed? That was quite a touching scene. Yeah. It was quite sad. It was actually a good scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked the line where he was like, oh, you know what? 
I got something real special out of this skull. I got to meet my great-great-grandson and have a hell of a time. Yeah. And I just wrote down, but you stayed in the basement the whole time. Yeah, drinking beer. <laughs> Feeding beer to the blip. <laughs> Feeding beer to the blip. That sounds like a great time. I mean, well, Jesse had stuff to do. And and he went for a joyride. Don't forget that time he took a car for a joyride. True. With, with not his grandson. Yes. If you're going to bond with your grandson, go on a joyride with your grandson. Not with Charlie. But it was still a fun time. It was. It was still a fun time. And then he died. <laughs> then he dies. <laughs> Slim's back, uh, headless corpse. It's a horror film, so of course yep. Slim has to come back. Yeah, he tries to shoot Jesse, fails and shoots out the window, hits a cop. The cops are like, fuck, he's shooting at us, and they start <laughs> shooting back. This is great. God, this is dumb. They shoot a lamp. So, um, the house lights on fire at this point. Yeah, so Jesse and Charlie are like, well, this house is done for. <laughs> Let's leave through this glowing portal. So they head to the west with Gramps' body and the two animals and also the Aztec. And the virgin girl. Yeah. Yep. She Wasn't she driving? Yep. <laughs> driving the cart? Yep, she's driving the cart <laughs> in the west. To be fair, that's that makes the most sense. Because she would probably have the most sense with, ho- like, horses. Yeah. And they bury Gramps on a hill out in the desert uh, with the skull. So that no one will ever get the skull ever again. Except they don't bury the skull. They just leave it on top of a bunch of rocks. Which means someone's definitely picking that up. Someone's definitely going to be grabbing that. <laughs> Maybe in the future, a certain Jesse Bandit and his partner Slim find the skull on this random grave that has his name on it. See, that's what and I was thinking. And the whole movie starts again. It's just a, it's just a paradox. It's oh just... my god, that would be awful. And the movie just ends. Yep. And the last thing I wrote down was, wait, what happened with the girlfriends? Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. We... Yeah, they were cut out pretty early on. I knew it was possible to leave a movie with more questions than you had answers, but this movie had more more questions than, like, most movies ever propose. At least the Garbage Pail kids had a bloody plot. Like, you knew what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, it was shit, but, like, there was at least a storyline. This, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck. Like, there's a skull, and that's all I know. (laughs) This was a fever dream, you know? It was quite enjoyable to watch. Oh, it um... was enjoyable to watch, which is, it gets, like, one little tick for that. Yeah, but it makes no fucking sense, and... We have a very binary system of rating movies. Yeah. (laughs) Zach, is this an oldie or a goodie? What do you think? It's definitely an oldie, but it's by far better than a lot of other oldies we've done. Uh, Just because Bill's a character, you know? Yeah, Bill's in it. And Blippi. And Blip. I would probably venture to watch this one again. Uh, I normally give those ones goodies if I'd say I'd watch it again. But I don't really want to watch it that badly, so, you know. I'll give it oldie. I would watch an only Blip If Blip was the star, I would watch that. Yeah, and the pterodactyl. Mm. And Bill, Chuck and Bill. Is it an oldie or a good email? What do you think? Oldie. Yeah, right. What about you, Sandro? What are you rating it? Well, here's the thing, right? Oh, no. No, don't say that. I gave the first film three and a half stars in Letterboxd. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, that's good. I think I prefer this, though. Oh. This is a way worse made movie and makes no sense but Mm. i don't know there's something magical about it you know it's kind of like a supergirl right yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a goodie i 
It's like Ice Pirates. I would watch this and Ice Pirates back to back as like a weird WTF double feature. Yeah, I liked Ice Pirate a lot more though. Ice Pirates at least made sense. It had a plot. I don't even know what I would give it out of five stars, but it's a goodie from me. I enjoyed this. So two oldies and a goodie for House 2, the second story right there. If you were to pick one thing to add and one thing to remove, Mel, to make it a little bit better, what would you pick? Oh, okay. I would... um. I would remove the girlfriends. I just found them annoying. Mm, I just found them annoying. They didn't really add anything to it as well. So I would remove them and I would add, I don't know, another creature because the creatures really made it for me. (laughs) A blip, a pterodactyl and something else, something else weird. Yeah, instead of having some random plot line with the girlfriend or whatever that went nowhere and didn't do anything for the film, have them go through another portal, have enough time to go through a different place. Another, Yeah, something like that. How about you, Zach? I would add uh, more blip, Mm -hmm. specifically more uh, scenes of him drinking alcohol. Mm. (laughs) What about a scene where, where, where blips brought out at a party and does cocaine? Damn. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. A la Bachelor Party, a movie where uh, where a donkey ODs <laughs> on cocaine and a party. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely a movie. No, I don't want that. I would prefer a running gag where Blip is just an alcoholic. <laughs> Blip turns alcoholic. Oh, that's sad. No, you can't do that to Blip. No, no, no. But they're like, Blip, no, no drinking. No, he's not like an actual alcoholic. He just tries to get into the beer you know <laughs> now now that he's got a taste for it he tried you know he tries to get into a beer bottle and they're like no blip <laughs> and then uh what i would remove uh was everybody else but blip and bill that's what i would remove <laughs> it's just them the movie you have to keep charlie because he was so annoying that it made it like enjoyable like you have to keep charlie you have to keep the annoying ones no you know what i change all my answers i add charlie dying <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would add to this movie, <laughs> and I would I I would also remove the girlfriends. I'm instead of making up something else, I just want to remove that because that was yeah. just terrible. Yeah, I'm removing them that as well. I'm getting rid of that. Um, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add. Just some more, like, Lovecraftian monsters, because that's a big thing in the first one that's really cool, is these cool, grotesque monster designs. Just add maybe one in this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, just to connect it to the first. Maybe that's just what I'm doing. Add a slight yeah. connection. Just a slight connection. Yeah. Before we jump into the reviews, there are a couple sequels to go through. Nice. No. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, there's two films that came after this one. Oh my god, two films! Oh Jesus god, don't they get the point? No. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, look, uh, the first one did pretty well. People liked it. Yep. People hated the second one, but it, it still made a profit. Yeah, it still made a profit. A slight profit. So in 1989, uh, we saw the release of House 3, The Horror Show. Oh, no. I'm intrigued. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sickened, but curious. So Fred Decker, who came up with the first two, uh, who has the story by credit in the first two, has got nothing to do with the sequels. Cool, cool, cool. Um, instead, this third movie, which does have 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. It's about this serial killer, I think, who is executed on the electric chair, and then his spirit haunts the house of a policeman oh this one looks good nice this one 81 percent like this film wait really 
Yeah, Google users, not Rotten Tomato or anything, but... Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Google, Google, yeah. Google is way worse than Rotten Tomatoes for audience score because it the only people who use the Google thing are just there Googling the film after they've watched it and go, oh, yeah, I like that film. It got five out of ten. It, I think that one looks better. It looks more scary. Mm. Oh, it says they tried to electrocute Meat Cleaver Max. It didn't work. Ooh. Oh, my God. Meat Cleaver Max? <laughs> Not Meat Cleaver Max. Ooh, there's a scene where I think maybe... The policeman's wife is pregnant and a spirit's face pushes up through her stomach. That's a cool visual. Damn. This actually looks... The um the movie, the poster looks really cool. Please stop talking about it. We're going to have to watch it if we talk about it too much. <laughs> what are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> so that was, that was the third film. I think it bombed? Oh, I don't know. Because for the fourth movie, it's direct-to-video. It was direct-to-VHS. It came out in 92. It's called House 4, The Repossession. Oh, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! That's the good name I was looking for. Oh, damn. Oh, that's so good. That's good. That's perfect. Fred Decker is once again not involved in the story, but it is a direct sequel to the first film because the actor from the first one, the main actor of the first one, his character returns, so he shows up, it's the same actor, uh, and he's quickly killed off in the opening. And then it's it's about his family or something in a haunted house. Apparently, it's got a talking pizza in it, so that's cool. Oh God, why wouldn't it? Those are those are the sequels, which means it's time for the next segment. It's time for raving reviews. Raving reviews. It's me, Blip. This is a long. You sound like Scooby. Well, well, hey. It's the same actor, isn't it, that played Blip and Scooby, right? It is. Oh, my God. Ro, it's time for raving reviews. No. It's the part of the show where I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, not the critics, because clearly the critics hated this movie. Uh, We get it from the audience, which have a different opinion. Oh. Does that mean it's better? No. How dare they? So, So... All you have to do is guess the score, which goes from 0.5 to 5. I'll tell you the review, and you, you just have to guess it, because there's two people on. It's a kind of little battle. Let's see who can get the most points. Nice. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Who won last one? Me. That's right. Yeah. You absolutely creamed. I crushed it. Yeah. I creamed you. I, no. <laughs> 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 uh, time for reviews. Uh, so- <laughs> no. <laughs> Time for reviews. <laughs> wrong Wallace to make <laughs> Oh no, we got the wrong man. Uh, <laughs> we got the wrong one. Okay, uh, review time. The very first review doesn't have a um uh, doesn't have a name for the review, but it came out in two th- in twenty twenty one. So that's pretty good. It's a new one. <laughs> it's me. It's my <laughs> review. <laughs> Oh, well, you you might agree with it then, because it says bland and repetitive. Oh. But oddly somewhat watchable. Mm. I don't think it was bland and repetitive. No. I don't think it was repetitive at all. No. Well, then why did you write that review then? That was not my review. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, Mm. shall I go first? Uh, No, Sandro gets to go first because he's got lots of practice on it. No, it's good going second. Yeah, true. Okay, it's good for me. Yeah, okay. I, I do disagree, though. Like, that's one positive. This film is never really boring, so I don't know. No, no. It says bland and repetitive, but... Oddly somewhat watchable. Oddly somewhat watchable. Um, two, two out of five. 
Three. Sandro was close, but it's 1.5. Oh, 1.5 okay. for that one. Yes. Interesting. A bit more negative. We have uh, Jovi. Jovi says, great, fun, heartwarming, creative, lovable characters. Had a great time, and I'm very picky regarding movies. Oh, damn. <laughs> Just terrific fun. Okay. Interesting. So what did this person who's very picky regarding movies rate this movie? Um, Four. Five out of five. It's five out of five. Five. <laughs> yep. Damn. Welcome to the, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. <laughs> They're high quality, just like this high quality from Leland, who says was just dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> one. I'll go. I'll go two. Mel, did you go one? I said one. Yeah. You said one. Ah, uh, it's two out of five. <laughs> God damn it's it. Two out of five. Another point for Sandro. Looks like he's taking an early lead. You can't give a dumb movie. Two out of five. Well, you might agree with Justin, who says this movie kicks ass. Oh, God. Dot, dot, dot. When you're nine years old. Oh. oh. When you're not nine, not so much. They had us in the first half, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go 3.5. 3.5, okay. I'm going to go 2.5. I think this is someone who loved it as a kid, mm. came back to it, went, oh, wait, it's like Spike Kids 3D and it doesn't hold up. Then maybe you should have rated it lower because it was one out of five. No. Oh, gosh. They didn't They didn't like this movie at all. <laughs> Michael uh, has a very positive review. He says, I gave this one extra star just because of how much I loved these movies when I was younger. Ah, uh, a four. Three and a half. I think it is actually quite positive, yeah. That's a very good guess, because it's three and a half. Hey. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra is cheating. <laughs> Don't you worry, because the last one's always double points. Hell yeah. Can't wait to lose. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Ginger, who says, uh, just as cheesy as the first. Ah, way more cheesy than the first. <laughs> yep. That's hard to read, that one. Because it's like, do you like cheesy ginger? I don't mm. like cheesy ginger. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> That's a weird sentence. <laughs> no, nah, just a little sprinkle of ginger on, on some on cheese, cheese. You know, it's like... Ugh. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying three. Or just a little, little spread. Like, you've got a lasagna or something. Gross. You know? No, you don't put ginger in your lasagna. Oh. I, I'm not saying a lot oh. of ginger. I'm just saying a little sprinkle on top. I hate it here now. I hate it here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Mel? Three? I said three. Oh, two. No, two and a half. It's 1.5. Oh, damn. They didn't like cheesy at all. They hated it. Damn. Oh no, I forgot I put this review in. This oh no. Oh no. Okay, so this is the last review, which is technically, I guess, double points. Unfortunately, Mel can't win anyway. <laughs> no. But um, this review, I hated reading it, so I put it in because it was 2am and I wanted to inflict it on you guys the next oh, morning. Nice. I am so sorry. Gina says, I got my, my tight, itchy old ramped <gasps> while watching this movie. <laughs> Such a beautiful. <laughs> I always like to go back on this grow strong. Wait, what? No. no. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? I don't want to repeat it. No, I think you should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tight, itchy hole rant. <laughs> While yeah. she was watching this movie? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Why is it itchy? <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask Whoa, me. That's Why gross. are you asking me? I don't know. Maybe you were involved. 
That's so fucked. People are gross. I was not involved with Sheena. Oh, dear me. People are gross. I was going through this episode. This I was like, oh, cool. It's an episode with Mel that'll get the clean rating on, on iTunes. No. Nope. What do you mean? This is the worst review I've ever read. Uh, five out of five. <laughs> yeah, she had a good time. Five out of five. <laughs> it was five out of five. You! <laughs> you! Get that whole rammed girl. <laughs> Both get double points. Wow, Mel, you got two points. I got five points. How about that? Good work. Wow. Uh, wow, you got your revenge, Sancho. <laughs> that is the episode right there. Mel, thank you for joining us again. Thank you. Ooh, plug your stuff. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitch. Melissa May Plays. I stream Thursdays and Sundays. From 3.30pm, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And I stream horror games. Yeah. And I'm a bit all over the place, so can be a good time. Yeah, it's a good time. Links in the description. Also link to Instagram, TikTok, all the classic stuff. Go go check us out on podcast yes. stuff. Go check out Facebook, Instagrams, all the things. Yes. Patreons has Patreons. It's got Patreons with Patreons. Patreon, if you want that bonus battle with Ben Volchok about two cannibal movies. Also... That was a very good one. Also the Full Metal Jacket review up right now and Evil Dead over the next two months. I'm keen for that. That's going to be fun. The last thing you have to do is pick a movie for next week. All right. We've got From a Whisper to a Stream. To a Stream. (laughs) Yeah, to a Stream. That's definitely it. From a Whisper to a Scream, a.k.a. The Offspring. That's a worse title. Mm, It's awful. It's four horror tales set in a small southern town. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty fun. We have Forbidden Dreams. Uh, Chick... Movie about Jewish father trying to uh, care for his sons during uh, World War Two. Oh uh, yeah, no, we are getting into Oscar season, so yeah, cool, awesome, yeah, good to see some intelligent movies. <laughs> we have L- Lily C A T. What? Because it's C dot A dot T's. So it's it's Lily Lily Cat. It's an anime about a crew of a spaceship that has to fight against an invading alien force. I feel like you've done enough aliens recently. I feel like you're right. <laughs> Pathfinder <laughs> is a Norwegian action adventure about a war band which terrorizes the North Scandinavian villages in a thousand AD. Oh, so so it's not Pathfinder is in the D and D gaming? Nope, nope. That's what I thought of immediately because I literally play that weekly. Yeah. But, um, I was like, that could be cool, but no, it still sounds right. Still sounds interesting. Uh, and we have the last one, which is a prayer. From the dying, mm. Mickey Rourke has one last job to do before he's allowed to travel to the US, uh, which is take out a terrorist. Oh, great! Yep, more crimes. Those are some interesting options. What do you think, Mel? What are you leaning towards? They all look different. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm kind of intrigued by the four horror tales set in a small southern town. Yeah, a bunch of short stories. I like those movies, but they can be really good or really bad. Yeah. Um, like Creepshow 2 wasn't particularly <laughs> Like great. Garbage Pale, you know? Yeah. Forbidden Dreams? I would watch that, but not for an episode. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, a good movie. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't have like a, the best content for that one. Yeah. Yeah, because it sounds too good. Yeah. So I think I might actually go for, yeah, from a whisper to a scream. Go with what Mel suggested. Yeah. All right. I like that idea. It sounds interesting. I feel like you'll get some stuff out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't, we'll blame Mel. <laughs> 
Okay. Great. Uh, we'll wrap it up with the best quote from the movie that we just watched, which name I definitely remember. House 2. That's the... Mm, the second story. The second story. Mel, what's your favourite quote? You've... What did he say? You've put me in the basement like some old lizard. Because <laughs> it made no sense. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favourite quote has to be, I've been waiting over 70 years for some jackass to come and dig me up. <laughs> we need a plan. Let's get the skull and get out of here. That's a good plan. <laughs> Blip. Anything that Blip said. Wow, Swaggy. We're going to get those Scooby Snacks. <laughs> okay, Blip didn't say that. False advertising. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.